Previously on the Untitled Beatles podcast. This is a Yellow Submarine LP. I'm very excited to record today's episode about submarines and song tracks and what I believe is the most underrated side of Beatles vinyl. Yeah, man, you may think the chords are going wrong. That's a B minor seven over an A with the bass holding E. Could you demonstrate that for us, please? No. I thought that this is what being high sounded like. Yeah, this is more what you get from Dr. Robert. Want to move to Death Valley? I know a place. Yeah. <laughs> Beatles, they're about love. Tony just went back to a different place. And it's his mind. Da-da-da-da-da. Charles in charge. Sheepdog, bullfrog. I like What's the New Mary Jane. Here's the thing about the Beatles. Every song we're naming is a top 10 song. <laughs> Untitled Beatles podcast. All right, we're moving on. This is the last uh, of the new exclusive Yellow Submarine songs. One of the longer Beatles songs. It's all too much. George's last LSD song, TJ. Well, he wrote the one he gave to Eliota Haynes and Jeremiah. How come George didn't give them Cracker Box Palace? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this I, this song is literally all too much. And we've never heard officially released the long version because the version of the film clocks in at under three minutes and it features a different verse. This, I'm pretty sure, has never been officially released in its entire form that includes the lost verse from the film. But I, what does John say at the beginning of this? To your To your mother, I think. I think. I don't know. You know, the guitar cuts him off. Ah, because I hear him saying, to your mother, you had me, but I never had you. <laughs> Well, I actually hear him say, word to your mother, you know, and that's 22 years before Vanilla Ice, so. Who originated the form of rap. It's yeah. rap's anniversary. First rapper, Thank yeah. You, Vanilla Happy Ice. anniversary. Thank you, Vanilla Ice. All right, stop. Yeah, this is a long song. I mean, it was eight minutes. They cut it down to like six and a half, I think. Again, kind of self-produced by the Beatles, at least like the first couple sessions were. Uh, not recorded at Abbey Road, recorded at Delane Lee Studios. May 25th and May 31st, engineered by Dave Siddle and Mike Wehel. It's Dave Seidel and Mike Wheel, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no idea. But yeah, mostly produced without George. George Martin. George came in and did uh, some of those, those brass overdubs and all that. But it doesn't sound like George produced this to me. It sounds dirtier, meaning muddier. I don't mean dirtier in like a good way. I mean like, oh, less fidelity. 
it is a dense song. And then you get John and Paul fucking around with the background stuff. And at the end, when they're chanting too much, I mean, they clearly don't know how they're ending the song. Yeah. And in, in any other project, except maybe the White Album, although, you know, in the spirit of the White Album, in any other project, George Martin would have said, hey, we're fading it at 414. Yeah. You know, it's funny, though. I was thinking, like, the way they keep going and going and going, and this is in May of 67, June mm-hmm. 67. Did this inspire Paul to do Hey Jude, turn that into a four and a half minute song, make it seven? Take a four and a half minute song <laughs> and make it seven. <laughs> That's basically it. Right? I don't know. It's it's certainly a great point. I'm going to take Hey Jude over this. I mean, sh- yeah. Sh- you know, if, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Come on now. Overplayed doesn't mean overstayed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like that. You should get a sticker. <laughs> You should get a sticker. You don't run my life. <laughs> yeah, and listen, I, I do like this song just the way it is because I like all the components of it. I'm just saying it is by any, whether you love the song or not, it is B-level Beatles. Okay. It's not top tier, especially if you're going to compare it to Hey Bulldog. Yeah. Uh, certainly, I, I take only a, Northern, uh, only a Northern song over this, but yeah, the riff in this thing and the, the opening organ intro... There's greatness to the song. It just overstays its welcome. George on Hammond organ, John on distorted guitar, Paul's on the bass, Ringo on the drums, and then the brass overdubs and all that. They end up uh, playing a section of the Prince of Denmark's March. That, which then Sting rewrote uh, and had a hit with. Oh, by your side, the river flows, where Sting stole that riff as well. <laughs> And for one of his early 90s hits. Oh, I think I know what key that's in. That's in a B minor 7 with an A and the bass playing an E. Ain't going to play it. Ain't going out like that. (laughs) Here's another thing. Like, okay, I already referenced Hey Jude. Maybe this was an inspiration for George Martin to goof around with All You Need Is Love at the end, putting in green sleeves. Yes. Right? Yes, and George singing the song by, is it, uh, with your long blonde hair and your yeah. eyes of blue? Is that the... The Merseys. With your long blonde hair and your eyes of blue, the only thing I ever get from you is sorrow. Sorrow. The McCoys had the hit, and then the Merseys had a, a hit in 66. Did the Swallows do that too? Or am I making that up? No, the Spitters did, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I love the Spitters. Whenever you want me, spit right there. Whenever you (laughs) just spit around. You did a good dance when you did that. I believed you. (laughs) 
So I always thought that guitar stuff at the top was George. In my brain, that's George. It's John, right? It's John. It's John doing like his Jimi Hendrix, basically. It's like the evolved, because I Feel Fine was three years before this. Yeah, right. Think how much, oh my God, what bands grow that way in three years? (laughs) It's got to be said every time we talk about it. From I Feel Fine to this, you can draw a straight line with that feedback intro. Yeah. Feels like proto metal feedback to open this, and then yeah. it comes that sweet, almost gospely organ that George plays. I do. I'm I, I'm bagging the song because of its length, but I also love this song. I like it too, man. Yeah, and it does get messy. Yeah, I think that's where it overstays its welcome. Just fade it out before they all they they get lost at some point, right around the second time of that uh, Mersey's line. Like the one gets elusive. Too much. Yeah. It's, it then becomes they, a- yeah. Then they come back too much. Tuba. Mm-hmm. Cuba. Cuba. Uh-huh. Thank you. Shout out to Cuba. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Pre, pre uh, revolution Cuba. <laughs> well, you say you want a revolution in Cuba. Well, you know, we all want to change the world. <laughs> I'm singing the granddaddy version. That's the worst Beatles cover of all time. You know, it's the worst be. ever of all time. All right. You know, it's going to be all right. It's not. So hold on. What about the REM cover of, uh, you know, working class hero or whatever? Uh, Which one do you take over that? Granddaddy's revolution over over Stipe going, <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Grand, granddaddy <laughs> over Stipe. So long ago. Wasn't in the tree. Yeah. And then side one closes with all you need is love. But. It's the first stereo mix of this song. That's right. Except for Germany, right? Oh, I don't know about that. Did Germany get stereo originally? I don't know. The German pressings of the Magical Mystery Tour LP are hailed by Beatle Weirdos as the best versions of the album. However, these pressings are from 1972 and on. Jeff Emmerich and Graham Kirkby made the first true stereo mix for All You Need Is Love on Tuesday, October 29, 1968, specifically for the Yellow Submarine LP. But yeah, it's the first worldwide stereo of this. Yeah, what a glorious song that was still in the zeitgeist. You know, this is closer to its original album placement of uh, Magical Mystery Tour, certainly in the States, uh, than... Uh, Yellow Submarine is to Revolver, but yeah, I mean, how do you argue with the beauty of what this song says? It's a fitting ending to side one, even if it is a look back. All you need is love. 
We've obviously talked about the song a bunch. It is a it, it is one of the legendary Beatles songs, and it really having seen love twice in Vegas this summer, it, it really love restored my love for both this song and Hey Jude because in the theatrical context with a little more kind of genuine pathos and arc behind it, it it enlivened these overplayed songs for me a great deal. That's cool, man. Let's talk about side two. Let's do it. Let's do it. So George. George Martin. He uh, re-recorded the score with a 41-piece orchestra conducted by George Martin. October 22nd and 23rd, 1968. And it starts off with Pepperland. very pleasant song. I like this song. Yeah, I mean, you can hear snippets of all of these songs performed slightly differently because these are re-recorded, but these are all in the film. And this is a beautiful kind of... It's, like I said at the beginning of this, Tony, I don't listen to this... I've never listened to this side more than a few times here and there. It's, yeah. I think most Beatles fans, you know, when you the CDs are reissued, you listen to the whole thing. Yeah. When you put the vinyl, it's the whole thing. But I'm also not pulling out the uh, Yellow Submarine Remastered vinyl all the time when I'm listening to a Beatles record. So hearing this again, George Martin's composition, arrangements, and sense of taste are stunning. This is no worse than some of the best film music of the 1960s. It's lush without being treacly. I'm referring to the, all of it, but especially this opening song has a sense of optimism. There's a lot of suspended fourths. He's really kind mm. of it, that's calling it Pepperland by painting the picture of this beautiful village before the trouble comes. Um, <laughs> he really does a great job showing the Disney-like optimism of this. I think the song is really exquisitely performed. So this song came out at my friend Mike's house. He's got a, a child, a little toddler, a little infant baby. An infant baby. And uh, <laughs> this song came on. And I was like, wait, what is this? What? I know this. What is this? Is this Willy Wonka? And then it took me a second. I'm like, oh, no. It's Yellow Submarine. Yeah. It's Pepperland. Yeah. And it was this very recognizable song. So, yeah, it was cool to hear it like out of context and be like, what? What is this? And it took me to a place, you know? Yes. And it's Beatlesque, and it evokes a lot of joy, and it's a great way to kind of begin side two. If you haven't listened to this in a while, throw on side two and be ready to be really entertained, because the next song is Sea of Time, which has almost a within-you-without-you feel to it that George admitted, uh, George Martin admitted, to kind of being inspired by George Harrison. Totally. And you, you, you don't always think of George Martin and George Harrison as being super close both in the Beatles' career and then also as in George's solo career. When did did George Harrison only work with George Martin on all those years ago after John died? I don't know if they ever worked together otherwise again. Well, he didn't like the look of his tie. Right? <laughs> Such a great line. God, I love you, George. <laughs> Sea 
But George uh, Martin being inspired by George Harrison's kind of relatively, you know, young Indian influence shows how open George Martin is. I think it's a, this song is a wonderful testament to the openness of George Martin. Yeah. Yeah. It starts off with this like sitar drone. Then you get these plucked strings, some somber strings into this, I'm calling like toddler crib music. And then this passage that kind of evokes growth. To me, I got a real time jump, you know, uh, sea of time. Yeah, starting from like birth and then your life and then, whoa, your life's over before you know it. Yeah. If you listen, you can hear a future John Williams being influenced by some of what George Martin's doing here. There's a part of this that sounds like it could have come from the Home Alone soundtrack. Oh, I got a part. I got a note for later on. Yeah, there's a Star Wars bit in there, too, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. It's evident, and John Williams, huge Beatles fan. That's the, the truth. And I wonder, I wonder if John Williams and George Martin ever cross paths. Or I know John Williams recorded stuff in Abbey Road, but by sure. then George Martin had his own studio, so Air, George Martin yeah. was not there anymore. Yeah, um, yeah that's a good question. But I yeah, know. I I think this is lovely. And then the next song, of course, is the uh, great Robert Plant cover, "Sea of Holes." <laughs> <laughs> This is interesting because on the I've never understood this. Explain this to me, Tony. I know you're you're the expert on Thank all you. things things. <laughs> and for some reason on the US vinyl of this forever, Sea of Time and Sea of Holes is one song. It's a medley. Oh, right. And on no other release that when the CD came out in 87, the remasters, the British releases, they're separate tracks. And on the Capitol vinyl and on the original Apple vinyl, you can see like a very light banding that shows where the two tracks fuse together. I looked in a bunch of, I looked in the Spicer books. I looked in a bunch of sources. Do you have any idea why the U S melded them as a medley for no reason? <laughs> no, I don't know why. It's weird. Yeah. I have no idea why. I mean, there's not, I mean, they do kind of flow right one in into one another. I can't, as a discerning listener, I wouldn't be able to tell like, oh, a new song has started. I would think like, oh, a new movement in the same song has started. Yeah. Like, uh, sea of Holes begins with that uh, downward cascade. like this one so the sea of holes this is that fun part in the movie where they're just uh it's getting a little psychedelic and you're you know, i've got a hole in me pocket it's a little trippy yeah yeah it's trippy there's a harp that's played backwards during this sea of holes thing to me that evokes kind of a curiosity i dig it yeah, it's an, an, another great tune, whether it's part of the medley or on its own. <laughs> Uh-oh, man. Now, now we're getting into some heavy shit. The Sea of Monsters.
again, this has more backwards stuff going on. The orchestra played backwards parts to the film being played backwards. Jack Clegg was the engineer. It was George Martin's idea, and he credited Jack Clegg with being like, yeah, I can do that to the film. Here you go. Open to experimentation. Also, it includes a piece of box air on the G string. I, I didn't say that right. Is that that's what that's called? Air on the G string? Air on the G string. G string. <laughs> Uh, then we get the March of the Meanies. Marimba driven. I like that the, the, the Meanies are using marimbas. It's a wartime instrument. I thought the song was about people who are January 6th. <laughs> <laughs> there they go again. J6. I'm turning off this tape. <laughs> Yeah, the marimba's kind of fun. That's unexpected. Yeah. This is the one that to me sounded like a Star Wars, like Tatooine music or something. John Williams. Yes, this does kind of have that Star Wars type feel to it. Yes. I love that cool, like, psycho style ending. Yeah, they're, they're, it's interesting. George Martin's ornamentation and flourishes are really cool with this. Every song sounds a little different. That's a sign of a great composer. Yeah. Even if the arrangements and the performing are similar, George Martin's never afraid to reach out and try different melodies and different things. Yeah, man. He got someone to play a flexitone. On this next song, Pepperland Laid Waste. My favorite title on this record, by the way. Yeah, I'm more of a fan of Pepperland Laid by James. <laughs> this bed is on fire with passion and love. Yeah, man. So I've heard of Flexitone before. That's that like. I've heard it played like a theremin. People play theremins crazy or whatever. Uh, but I've never heard anyone like play a melody with a Flexitone. This next one, Tony, is one that I have been using as beds for things. And when I hosted my Beatles radio show at Eberson College and WECB, WEC Beatles, I used to call it, um, I would use this as my intro music. And I'm sure I've got tapes somewhere being like, hey, WEC Beatles, we got an exclusive, the new live of the BBC coming out pretty soon. All the details here. Here's Lady Madonna. I'm sure I got one of those sitting around somewhere. You're listening to Emerson's Cutting Edge Alternative Radio, AM 640, WECB, Boston. show we have for you tonight. Good evening, everyone. 
tuned to WECB AM 640. Saturday night, 9 o'clock, which means one thing. It's time for WECB, WEC Beatles. Playing all your favorite Beatles tunes for the next three hours. My name's TJ Shanoff, and I'm with you till midnight playing all your favorite Beatles tunes right here on WECB. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Beatles reunion, Beatles album coming out sooner than we expected. A lot of Beatles news coming up, plus just a lot of great Beatles music all coming your way within the next three hours right here on WECB AM 640 in the Beatles Spotlight. You're the one guy who did not use flying. You're the only yeah. radio guy. No. <laughs> Sorry, I ain't no Chris Carter, all right? Um, but yeah, I love this one. This to me is like the music man and the Beatles had a second baby. <laughs> Because you got Till There Was You on the second album. Not that. That's on Meet the Beatles Clown. I'm referring to With the Beatles. And that's from The Music Man. And this kind of has the Music Man March kind of feel to it. This is cheesy and optimistic and sunny and lovely and a little tongue in cheek. George Martin's mm, arrangement mm. and conducting is not taking itself too seriously. This is meant to be fun, light, and airy, and I think he pulls it off. It does not suck. And in a lot of hands, a thousand and one strings or whatever those people are, <laughs> this would suck. It doesn't <laughs> suck. The Holly Ridge strings, this ain't that. This is good. <laughs> Preach on, brother. Preach on. Yeah, man. I've, I've, I've loved this since the 90s. Yeah, man. I thought the same thing you were thinking. Like, oh, this is really fun. This is a great listen. I think what's going on is like when I'm in the mood to listen to the Beatles, I want to hear the Beatles. And I'm more in the mood to listen to Beatles than I am George Martin music. This is like a cooking music, maybe. Something like that, maybe. When you're really cooking, <laughs> career-wise, or with a lady. <laughs> yeah, put this on. Do I make you horny, baby? Behave. Why don't we shag? Yeah, I, this one's fun. I love the ending. ba 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 da 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 It's just really fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to take side two of Yellow Submarine over side four of the White Album. Whoa. And I said it. <laughs> the Beatles. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. No, it is clearly, clearly super underrated. And someone like me, who's, I mean, owned this eight track forever and only listened to the first couple channels, then pulled the eight track out and put on the red of the blue eight tracks. I've known this music a long time. I've never hated or loved this music, but playing the George Mountain soundtrack again, I give it an A plus and it solidifies that in lesser hands, side two could be direct. It's not the Beatles. It's not trying to be the Beatles. John Lennon did not like side two of this record. Right. The Beatles were frustrated about all this. He called it but, like horse shit or something like yes. that. Yes. <laughs> And he's not wrong compared to Beatles records, but many years later, given what we know now about how George Martin's presence as what we've deemed the fifth Beatles shaped so much of what they did, I don't just forgive side two. I really like side two.
Should we talk about the uh, mono mixes that were going to be on this proposed EP that never came out? Yes. Let's do that. Now, the mono yellow submarine has existed for ages, both with the single and, of course, on the mono revolver album. And Mono All You Need Is Love has also existed from the single and also from Mono Magical Mystery Tour. So the ones we're talking about are only Northern Song, Altogether Now, Hey Bulldog, and It's All Too Much, which were never... The only mono they were heard in before Mono Masters was fold-down mono. They took the right. stereo and just made it one channel. We didn't get the actual mixes till 2009. Yeah. And actually, part of this unreleased EP, they were going to throw across the universe on there, the World uh, Wildlife version. With the birds? With the birds and the tweeting. And the I can't read this writing, you know. What is that tweeting bird out there? God, Yeah, it was side one was going to be only a northern song, Hey Bulldog and Across the Universe, side two, All Together Now and It's All Too Much. I love these mixes, man. I put them on last week. Only a northern song sounds kick-ass. It's not yes. my favorite mix, but it sounds kick-ass. It's not my favorite mix either, but it does sound <laughs> kick-ass. It is better than the fake stereo yeah. that we knew up till 99. It doesn't really matter what chords I play, what words I say, or time of day it is, as it's only a long song. Hey, Bulldog Rocks. Totally. Hey, Bulldog fucking rocks in mono. File that under rock. <laughs> File <laughs> under rock. Across the Universe concludes side one of the proposed EP. To me, the vocals are hot. Like, they're they're high in the mix. They're hot, hot, hot. Words are flying out like endless rain into a paper cup. They slither wildly as they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my opened mind, possessing and caressing me. you prefer it to the let it be version it's hard because i do like the uh i like the syrupy phil specter on that sometimes but i also like hearing the paul and john harmonies that yeah. are yeah so i guess for now i'm taking this version here the Me too. Uh, the early version yeah and the early version in mono sounds great it's a little more acoustic-y and folky it might be my favorite nothing's gonna change my world Flip the record, you get it all together now. Packs more of a punch in mono. It really does. Yeah. The Ringo's Toms on the bump, 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 yeah. bump, pack a great punch in mono. The 
this stuff's all been released on Mono Masters, so this is uh, the best way to hear it. Uh, closing with It's All Too Much. You know, it's interesting. Like, the this was an interesting mix, I thought. To me, the band actually gets buried at the end. Yes. Right? They're lower in the mix than in the stereos. So vocal cacophony at the end. Yeah, that's what it becomes all about. It's all about the overdubs at the end. But then that too much chant is also sounds further away. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Cuba. All the, it's it's harder to hear all that at the end of the fade out in the mono. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting mix, man. Interesting mix. Let's hit on the song track, man. Uh, Yellow Submarine's song track came out September 13th, 1999, fully remixed by Peter Cobbin at Abbey Road. These are like the first new mixes of Beatles stuff since Help and Rubber Soul in the 80s. That's right. Since George Martin remixed Help and Rubber Soul to get them more suitable for the CD medium. And those weren't those weren't crazy remixes he basically played with the tracks he had available with 1986 editing equipment. Yeah. And you know, this Peter Cobbin by the late nineties, I think he started this in 97. They had access to much more multi-tracks, nothing like what we have now, no. but much like you couldn't have done free as a bird in the eighties. You couldn't have remixed this in 1987 either to the same way. In layman's terms, the music was transferred from the original four track tapes onto our uh, new multi-tracks. The technology that we use now is 48-track. So that's really how far we've come from the 60s. I scanned my review from Beatle Fan Magazine from 99. This CD was huge for me. I was working at a theater called Brave New Workshop in Minneapolis that September. It was right around the Jewish High Holidays, and I bought this. I wish I remember the name of the store. I bought the CD at a record store in downtown Minneapolis, and it was so exciting on my disc man with kind of <laughs> shitty Sony speakers, hearing the differences was like an actual revelatory Beatles moment, Tony. I call 9909 when I bought the CD box set, the right. Masters. I call that revelatory because I listen start to finish and please, please me to pass Masters all the way through. Um, but that was just great. This shit was revelatory in 1999. There hadn't been rock and roll music in 76. George Martin played with the EQ and stuff a bit. Yeah. But this was astonishing. And even though it sounds a little 1990s hot, I still think this album sounds fucking great. Yeah, man. These are the mixes. Yeah. If you can get yes. your hands on the Yellow Submarine song track, all these songs sound great. And they got, yeah. We had a fresh mix. In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we said Starts off with the Yellow Submarine. We mentioned earlier in the program He's using the, the beginning from the stereo mix So keeping the Ringo vocal intro acapella and then bringing John in for As we live a life of ease Every one of us 
sound effects seem like they're higher in the mix. It's uh, it pops. Yeah, it it certainly pops more than the original. And then you go into Hey Bulldog, which the percussion feels hotter in this. And this has not been remixed. Well, maybe for the Beatles one DVD, but that was a DVD only remix. Mm. Um, I don't think this has been remixed again as a song since 99. This is my favorite version of it. Maybe Mono's number two, but I love this version. <laughs> totally, yeah. Yeah, this is the only version where like the band stays at the same volume during the uh, the doggy improv bits yes! at the end. Yeah. Doggy improv. Dog prop. <laughs> That's my favorite McNapier show. <laughs> what do you say? You don't need more. There's a new mix of Eleanor Rigby, which at the time was among the most revelatory. This was Paul's favorite remix, where Paul said he had some comment at the time that he said it's like you're immersed in the strings. The songs sound good. In Eleanor Rigby or something, you sound like you're in the string quartet, you know, which is nice. Sounds like you're there. The sound of the cellos in uh, Eleanor Rigby, it's just amazing when you think it's... I mean, I said the cellos. There's only one. It's a string quartet, but it sounds like... You know, it was recorded so well. Nobody came, Father Mackenzie, wiping the dirt from his hands as he walks from the grave. No one was saved, all the lonely people. Where do they all come from? Yeah, because he was also doing these 5.1 mixes too uh, that were going on if you have that. I can't speak to that, man. I've never had a 5.1, so. Stereo! Demonstration, the brand new rock sensation. Here it is, baby, 500 cycles. Uh, Love You Too gets a mix in there. Sounds fun. Yeah, it's fun. So altogether now, to me, I heard a clearer acoustic guitar. The harmonies in the first verse seemed like they were higher in the mix, and those twirling sounds are are higher. And the harmonica yes. is much lower. Yes, it is. The harmonica is lower. Yeah, which works for me. A, B, C, D. Can I bring my friend to T? E, F, G, H, I, J. I love you. Boom, 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 boom. Sail the ship. Boom, boom, boom. Chop the tree. Boom, boom, boom. Skip the rope. Boom, boom. I think they need to go back to all those mid-60s Dylan records and take the harmonica down a notch. Or go back to the early 60s Dylan records and replace the acoustic guitar with electric. <laughs> there you go. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? How many seas must a white duck sail before she sleeps in the sand? Isn't how many times must That would be kick-ass, actually. Kind of fun. <laughs> Rolling Thunder Review doing uh, the self-titled Bob Dylan album. <laughs> That'd be cool, man. Uh, Lucy in the Sky. 
mind blower. At the time, this was a mind blower for me. Yeah, man. Yeah. And yeah, you can actually hear that uh, Vox Cononental organ in the in the chorus. Yes. Yeah, it's man. prominent. Yeah, it's cool. It makes it sound more groovy to me. Lucy. Think for yourself. This is when I'm listening to this record, like in a sitting down, I'm like, this is a peculiar collection. <laughs> yeah. It goes all over the place. I thought it was a funny, uh, it makes sense. It's it's kind of in the order of the film at times, and then it's not. But uh, yeah, think for yourself. You get to hear those harmonies nice and crisp and clear. Well, Tony, at times things are so fine, and at times they're not. Although your mind's okay, try thinking just for your own sake The future still looks good And you got time to rectify All the things that you should Do what you want to do But the one thing I'd say about this This is still, other than this CD remix in 87 The only time to date Rubber Soul tracks have been remixed Yeah, man, yeah to hopefully sometime again soon with yep. all that new tech. Uh, Sergeant Pepper, title cut. Low end electric guitar in the chorus sounded cool to me. It sounded like deep. For a long time, I would put the version of this and Little Help on mixes. Nice. Most of the songs that are on here, this is the version I'd use for mixes. What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry you to be alone? How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? No, I get and I got to tell you, man, you gifted this to me. Like, I think you 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 sent me this in the mail the during vinyl. COVID, you, a vinyl. You had, you had to have it. Yeah, you had, man. You, you deserved it. <laughs> and I did see one at Rattleback Records, so uh, check it out. It's on sale. It's brand new and in the shrink wrap and all that. May I say very quickly, for some reason, there are an inordinate amount of pressings of this still available they are not being repressed. They will be reissued maybe at some point. But I was just in, in uh, New York at a record store, and you mentioned um, Rattleback. If you see a copy of the Yellow Submarine song track on vinyl, it's probably black vinyl. Now, I've got a yellow one from the original pressing. That's cool. But uh, get it, because the sound quality is phenomenal. These remixes will probably never happen again like this on vinyl. So if you see one laying around, they're usually 30 bucks or less pick one up you will not be disappointed plus the cover the striking cover that they used for the artwork at the time for the reissue with the predominantly blue the gatefold in the middle it is a great sounding and looking album it is man it's cool it's cool uh side two begins with baby you're a rich man get that nice fat bass in there it's nice
Paul's bass sounds so good in this. I still think I like the mono mm. version of this from the Mystery Tour CD because there's just something, <laughs> there's something almost more stony about the mono version. I can't pinpoint it. It's heavier. Yeah, it's heavier. I think it's heavier. Uh, then we get, this is probably the best thing on the record, in my opinion. Yes. Right? This is a brand new actual stereo mix of only a Northern song, the first true stereo version because the... Original version was made up of uh, two different reels that were trying to be synced up at the same time. They did a mono mix on it. They were like, we can't replicate that again. Uh, everything's off out of sync. So They, try, they tried a few times, Peter Coppin said in Beatle Fan. Tony, this, this song was written in 67, released in 69, and wasn't available in stereo until the fall of 1999. <laughs> we call that a Rosh Hashanah miracle, motherfuckers. It was right around the high holidays. Yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. I mean, this this one, I remember I was staying at an actor's house. I was working on the Disney cruise doing improv. Believe me, you want to hit me saying that? Think how I feel. And we were rehearsing, and I remember after rehearsal buying the CD listening, this is the one that I kept hitting repeat on because I'd never heard the song sound like this before. If you're listening to this song You may think the chords are going wrong They got that stereo mix in there right before Y2K. Yeah. Shut everything down. Uh, <laughs> Another Billy Joel reference. Turn out the lights. Don't Y2K me. <laughs> then we get uh, All You Need Is Love, When I'm 64, Nowhere Man. They all sound great. It's nice, just nice to hear those mixes. And two things about this. Nowhere Man, it's a great remix of it. The the guitar solo's super hot, which is nice. And it's all too much. Definitely sounds different than the original stereo. Very, of this. yeah. There are very minor but present differences. One of them being John's guitar is much lower in the mix, and George's vocals are pushed to the forefront. Yes. So yeah, it's like a very vocal forward record, and I don't know if that's about the movie or what, but. I feel like a missed opportunity was here to do the full version because the running time certainly would have allowed it. But yeah, man, I guess Capital had other plans. Yeah. Yeah. And that Beatle fan you linked to me, they asked him about that and he said he could have done it. But the people at uh, Apple or I forget what yeah, it was Apple at the time. Yeah. Yeah. They said, like, no, do the original six minute edit. In the interview in Beatle fan, which I think is with John Sosby. <laughs> It was Alan Kozin who interviewed Peter Cobbin. 
John Sosby reviewed the Yellow Submarine soundtrack. Both items appear in the September-October 1999 issue of Beetle Fan Magazine. Number 120. Volume 20. Number 6. I get names bad, I apologize, but a long-time Beetle Fan contributor, he asked a question... It's such a prescient question, and the answer for 1999 is fascinating. Now that they've heard these and like them, do you think they'll reconsider remixing the rest of the catalog? Here we go. And in 99, <laughs> Peter Cobbins says, I've got no idea. That decision is out of my hands. And it's interesting. They reissued this, not a remix, but they did a remaster in the Digipack to make it fit with most of the other Beatles CDs that have right. you know, on, the, yes. on the spine, the Beatles logo, yep. with the exact Peter Cobbin mixes. So these remain Beatle approved many years after 1999. Sometimes like the solo Lennon remixes from 02, 04, 05, those have been wiped from the annals of history by Yoko. Yeah. These were so Beatle approved while George was still alive that they remain in print. I'm pretty sure you can stream this. Yeah. Yeah, you can. So, yeah, check it out, man. Yeah. Yellow Submarine, fun little low-pressure Beatles record that ends up, you know, being really cool. It's from their most colorful period, you know. It's just, uh, you know, some people say scraping the bottom of the barrel, but it's still a very tasty barrel with the Beatles. <laughs> Uh, buddy, how many bands scrape the bottom of the barrel with Hey Bulldog only in Northern yeah, Song hey and all together now? Like, they're, they're worse. So like, like what's a bad Beatles song? Is Inner Light a bad Beatles song? Great. It's one of the great songs ever written. So keep quiet, everybody. The Beatles on their worst day are better than anyone you like and anyone your mom likes. Whoa. To your mother. Mother. Untitled Beatles Podcast. Like and subscribe. 